the mix with the Atomic Podcast, where we blow up the news. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am Ephraim Guzman, and my guest today, he is a professional wrestler. You might have seen him in the WWF as the Funkasaurus Brodus Clay, and right now he is currently enrolled in the TNA organization. He is one of the biggest stars there. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one, the only, Tyrus. Tyrus, how you doing today, man? Man, maintaining, man. I'm room temperature. I'm good. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a chicken wing on the string, right? Yep, yep. Oh, man. So how's everything going for you, man? Um, what, what, What's going on now? Man, you know, I'm staying in the mix. Um, I'm keeping my head above water, uh, trying to get EC3, that title, yeah. and uh, taking care of business. And then after that, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, it's hard, though, man, because he's so damn goofy. But... <laughs> I know, man. He doesn't crack a smile that much, man. He's just so stoic. He's like a... Man, I'm just, you know, it's just like anything else, man. When you got a job to do, you don't necessarily have to like your job. You yeah. just got to do your job. And when it comes to, like, all that stuff, man, it's like, for me, it's not personal. It's just business. So I smile when I'm, when I'm enjoying something. But, like, I'm out there doing my job. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's, that's where it's at. Yeah, I see. You always keep it one hundred. You keep it to you know, you know, say you keep it you keep it real, as they say. You keep it real. Yeah, you have to. So. Yeah. So, um, tell me, um, before we get started, um, how did you, um, get get involved in the wrestling business? Like, how 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 did that um, come about? It I, came by accident. I was a bodyguard, um, and I was given the opportunity uh, the second time because I was back. I was with him, and they had uh, they had asked me back the first time. Man, I was just bouncing club. And um, I was bodyguard for two, but I was bouncing at a club called Saddle Ranch, and a fight broke out with some dudes, and I put hands on them. I didn't, you know, they earned the shit, but um, I put hands on them, and I suitcased them out, and that's when you carry guys by their belt. Tommy Dreamer, who was the head of talent relations at the time, saw it and thought it was the most uh, amazing thing he'd ever saw, and he was like, you need to do that stuff on TV. <laughs> I was like, oh, you hiring? And he was like, oh, I paid the differ. And, um, you know, uh, we exchanged information. I didn't think anything would come of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in L.A. and Hollywood, I got promote, approached all the time for movie roles and all these really cool, exciting things. And being a lifelong wrestling fan, it was honestly just cool enough that a man, uh, you know, of Bobby Jr.'s stature actually about enough to think of it that I could find. Well, he he just loved your look, and then he just loved the way you just tossed the guy out of there. He was like, yo, I got to get this guy, you know, wrestling and stuff, right, basically? guys were there I stood out there was even guys bigger than me but he's like you just stood out yeah. and you know and then uh, of course I ended up getting a tryout and, uh, down in deep south with uh, Bill DeMond and Jody Hamilton and uh, eventually Dr. Tom Pritchard but um, you know none of them was to me I had to earn all of it but you know my football career helped me a lot too just as far as like you know uh, the practices were pretty much the same you know coach worked the hell out of you um and uh, you know you got better each day, and you earned your respect. So it was all good. Yeah, you know how you know, like I've seen how people talk about like there's no, no there's no training like wrestling training, and there's football players is like, well, it takes a lot to be, you know, the training for football is 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 tough. Like which one you you did both? Which one you think is tougher? Honestly, I think the toughest training in the world is amateur wrestling. To be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, football is like you know you go hard about. You know, six, seven seconds, fifteen seconds, and you catch a break or whatever. I think actual amateur wrestling is probably the toughest sport in terms of training because I mean that's just not 
my entire life. The hardest thing for me, honestly, was flipping around and stuff. You know, just wasn't something that naturally would do. So that was probably the toughest, toughest adjustment. But, um, you know, other than that, uh, it was, you know, it was cool. Who made the jump for you to go to the main roster? Like, how did that happen to, you know, being a part of Raw? Um, you know, I did the NXT thing and, um, finished second. Oh, that was, you know, whatever. But, and then the decision was made that I was going to be put with uh, Alberto Del Rio Mm -hmm. as a bodyguard. They called me up and then I made the move and, um, it was on from there, so. You evolve into the Funkasaurus gimmick. Is that some? Is that, is that a gimmick you made up? I'm kind of curious about that. Did you make that up? Uh, or? You know, I, they gave me basically outline of what they were thinking, but uh, I went into the I went into the shop, the American Dream, Dusty Rose, and I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the name and stuff, I came up with me and my trainer, uh, my uh, coach, Rob mm-hmm. McIntyre, Hard Knocks Out. He actually came up with the name with me. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, so uh, it was like it was literally a group effort. With some surprise, nobody used it all, so that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew about it, which was cool, because that never happened anymore. At the time, did you think, like, the Funkasaurus character is gonna was going to, like, you know, you know, still excel? You, like, you think it was going to go somewhere? You know, I never anticipated it to get, you know, I was just going to try to have fun and make the best of it. Um, I did have concerns, like, uh, you know, if I don't beat somebody in major... Um, the character at some point will get stale because, I mean, at the end of the day, wins and losses still mean something wrestling. Mm-hmm, yeah. But uh, as far as the fact that uh, giving the limited pushes, I think it was monumental in the fact that it's still relevant and they haven't seen the fun source in the WWE for over a year now. Matter of fact, he just dropped my name the other night. Uh, so, you know, I, I take pride in that. Um, Basically, you know, they, people believe in you, they don't believe in you, they want you to succeed, they don't want you to succeed, but sometimes you can just do, make something work that they don't, you know, it could have been a joke or whatever, um, really didn't care, actually, it was my opportunity to get a chance to wrestle in that ring, and I would have done anything just to have that moment, uh, to walk in that ring and do something I wanted to do for a little kid, so, you know, you just told me I had to be the goblin gooper, I would have given it to be in that <laughs> Hey, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying you know. Yeah, I'm saying you know, not a lot of people could follow their dreams and say they made it on television and wrestled in front of like. Well, when all dreams end, and, and mine's not. It's still going. Now I'm doing something else, reinventing myself and getting back to the basics. Spent all that time training to be a wrestler, an aggressive deal, and doing an aggressive baby face fight at some point. But just to be aggressive and do the things that I like to do, and it makes me different than other big guys. To be more athletic, to do more things, not be so like lumbering and all that other. How did you, um, who got in contact with you to join up with TNA after you was released from WWE? Like? Um, they called me literally the day uh, of my 90s. Uh, I, I spoke to them initially real quick after my release came, and then 
I just gave them the date when I was when my 90 days were up, and they literally called me that day, and uh, you know I was on a cracker, so it's a good feeling um, to not actually be unemployed, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think there was a lot of offers out there, and I thought the PA was the right place, and the fact they were going to a new network, which is a new fresh start, and um, all that stuff. And I like the challenge of that. And, uh, so, you know, I was looking forward. It seemed like a right fit for me, and so far, so good. Do you know a lot of people that have the channel Destination America? Like, is that, you know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of people Actually, that... I didn't even know I had it until Tina got it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I literally was like, I don't even think I'm going to watch my show. <laughs> I was like, oh, there it is. Oh, sad. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, it's Disney. Okay. So, I think a lot of people were like, what? You know, they didn't realize it's happening. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. You know, it's... it's yeah, I'm, I'm, the only reason I know that channel is because they had like the best bacon bars or something like that, or the best bacon from um, that um, Destination America. That's how I knew, you know, what that channel was. But I know a lot of people. I was like Destination America. Is that social? Is that like a local access network or something? Like I had no. I started as part of the Discovery Channel. I was like, oh, network. I was like, oh, that's cool. And I got a good friend uh, over at Silkwood Studios does a lot of casting for Discovery Network, and uh, my boy Sean. Over there was like, yeah, man, it's a, it's a growing network, you know. So uh, it was cool. Oh, sweet. So, 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 are you enjoying your time in TNA? The, 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 you know, the talent is good. Everybody's cool with you. Yeah, man. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a solid group of guys, man. I think a lot of great wrestlers. Like, I'm, I enjoy watching the matches. You know, uh, they got back to psychology. They got back to telling stories. They got back to letting the wrestlers wrestle and not, you know, start the show with a 45 minute promo. And then have a commercial, and have a two minute match, then have a forty five minute promo. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like uh, they're doing things. Like I remember growing up watching, and it's nice to see uh, stories and, and guys go out and show you what they can do, and, and giving people a choice in terms of what they're supporting. It's not just one major storyline. Everybody else is kind of like stuck in the shuffle. Um, I like that. I like the the, the, the knockout division is developed strong. Um, Division, you know, uh, the fact that I'm, you know, uh, being the ring at the same time with Kurt Angle is a tremendous honor. Um, you know, uh, I think one of the most underrated technicians in our generation is Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really, I enjoy his work. I'm one of the guys I just enjoy uh, work and uh, getting to work with him. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, but you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I, I think they kind of dropped the ball with you in WWE because there was no reason to make you happy, go lucky. Like, you know, you look like a freaking monster. You know what I'm saying? Make you a freaking, like, monster heel. You know what I'm saying? They had you like that in the beginning, though, but it was just like, you know, it's like they kind of, like, watered you down like Gatorade and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. You know, just one thing where I don't know what was said back there or whatever, you know. And, uh, I tend to come to work with a smile on my face. I'm clowning joke because I don't have a reason to act up because I don't have to pretend to be tough. Yeah. I got strikes. I don't have to. I've been in enough fights in my life. I don't need no more. Uh, yeah. I bike my job, so why would I not be smiling and all that stuff? But when it comes time to go to work, you know, when I play ball, I hated the guy I played in front of mm-hmm. while we played. But after the game, you know, we shook hands with his brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a lot of people that just don't know me get misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I'm not a guy who gets mad, like screams and yells and stuff. If I don't like them, it's going to hit you. And you won't know the difference. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think a lot of times guys who walk around like they have a chip on their shoulder and stuff usually are just really scared. Yeah. So, uh, you 
a lot of guys talking how tough he is and stuff is because he doesn't want anybody to check him. So, um, you know, and, and my urban legend is, is straight. I got, like, I got references, but I don't really worry about that stuff. Um, and I don't talk about it, so I think maybe sometimes that was misconstrued for being like, but even then I always crack jokes and, and, and bagged on people. So, I mean, yeah. like, that was my role in the locker room. Like, I really didn't see a reason to be in a bad mood. But when I'm in a bad mood, I, you know, I play a part pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, TNA, I go out there every week acting like I can't stand life itself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, just taking a breath bothers me. Like, I don't want to do nothing, you know. So, um, yeah. that, that's the character I'm playing. So, you know, um, it is what it is. My time there was my time there. And uh, no regrets and, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, I'm just not, you know. The fact that I even got the opportunity to get there was was just basically just dumb luck. So, you know, I don't take it for too, I don't take it too hard. I don't take it personal. It's just the business. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, as long as their interests don't, you know, uh, go against mine, we're all good. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad you're doing great in CNA, and you know, whatever happens, you know, with Destination America, I just hope it stays on because you know, as long as wrestling is on the air, like the, you know, now Ring of Honor is on that channel, but you know, say as long as the fans are happy, you know, what I'm saying, and you guys got a job and you guys are happy, you know, what I'm saying that's all that matters. Throw, throw, new, throw new Japan on there, throw yeah, throw on there, throw you know, throw uh, Lucha, yeah. have an actual wrestling network, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, because I remember growing up, I was watching five or six wrestling shows on the same channel. Yeah. You know? So I'm good with that. I know. Like, in my 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 days, back in my heydays, you only had um, wrestling on Saturday. Like, what that, what was it? Uh, Superstars of Wrestling at 12 o'clock? And then... Came on at 11 or came on at 12 yeah. o'clock. You outside playing. And you brought your ass in at 4 o'clock and you watched on Superstation TV. <laughs> yep. You watched uh, uh, World Championship Wrestling. Uh, uh, WCW. Yeah. So, yeah. And then on Sundays, it was Sunday night's main event. Yeah. So, oh, man, see, oh, yeah. Every once in a while, if you're lucky, you can stay up. It was Saturday night's main event. Yep, that's and right. bar was sealed. You can stay up to 11.30 and watch that. Yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true, man. That is so true. <laughs> um, um, store green screens and stuff, honky tonk, man. Yeah. Everybody would just don't do, like, man, I... They brought the main event back. I was hoping it was going to be like it was back in the day, man. Because that, that vintage stuff with that cool 80 song came on, man. It was it was a game changer. And I just feel like they missed the, they missed the point on, the, on what, is, what it was to be a part of Saturday Night Main So Yeah, I know. That was really cool. Like, I was always happy when there was there was a Saturday Night Live on. Like, yes, there's NBC. Macho <laughs> <laughs> Man, come on there, man. Hogan, I mean, I never really liked Hogan, though. I keep it real. Like, I always voted for the guys who left the But, uh, but, uh, when, they, when the cast came on, man, it was like, man, it's money. So, uh, but, you know, you can't, you know, time change, things grow, you gotta move on, adapt, or whatever they say. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know how that goes, you know what I'm saying? There's always different generations, different evolutions. Everything evolves, you know, just like from Nokia phones to, like, the Samsungs and the I, you know, iPhones. Everything evolves, you know, all, over time. Well, after I watch my wrestling show, I don't get online and be like, oh, I got the phone that Dolph Ziggler had. Uh, it was just good enough to me. And, you know, <laughs> yo, Ma, where's the meatloaf? I'm, I'm talking trash on the Internet. <laughs> 
Uh, and also, world, um, Tyrus, so you're 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 a big fan of movies, right? Oh man, that's my passion. After we get up the corner, I'm going solo ball and go catch one. Uh, what, what, what? I'm going to go by myself too. That's my thing. Oh, uh, well, um, what movie are you gonna go see? Uh, I tell you what, man. Uh, I saw Mad Max, man, and I mean, I gotta tell you, I was clapping in that bitch. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, what, what, the building, the guitar, and the villains, man, it was just on point. Yeah, and like I say, George Miller came back and did his thing, the original director. It's like he just he just came back and just blew it out the water. Like everything was all like the practical effects was just amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like if there was CGI, I you know I didn't even I, notice. Yeah. You know? And Nathan Jones did his thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. and then, I know they, Nathan is doing his thing with a lot of movies and stuff like that. He's really good. He's really good. That bad guy though, man. I don't know. He was like he was like a sensitive ass Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it wasn't really Mad Max movie. It was more of a, of, of a Furiosa movie. You know what I'm saying? He was more of like a That's secondary what character. That's so cool was because yeah. he tried to, if he just came out and was like, yo, Mad Max, nobody would have been like, whatever, whatever. You don't know his story. You kind of tell his story, but you don't know. Yeah. And the fact, you know, and, and that cat, man, that's my favorite actor, man. Like, oh, Tom Hardy? His bang and the drop. Yeah. He killed Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good, really good. Um, what's about um, what did the you? The only thing I would say, the only thing I would say was like he was such a good Bane. He was kind of when he had that face piece on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't, homegirl wouldn't help him or whatever. And I was just waiting for him to say something like, "Is you power over me?" I was like, "Come on, give me one Bane line. Just give us one piece of Bane." <laughs> yeah. Put his head on the shoulder. You feel power? You know something? <laughs> It was gritty. It was really good movie. It was really good. I, I can see. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, did you see Furious Seven? And what's your take? What do you, what do you think about Furious Seven? Did you love the send off? For... I ain't seen Furious One, Two, or Three. I'm just, it does nothing for me. What? Oh. Not one. Not one. I, I'm keeping real. Like when I decide I don't like something, good. Never tried any Harry Potter, Fast and Furious. Just... Wow. Man, come on, man. Tyrese was in it. It's a wrap. <laughs> I can see you're not a fan of Tyrese. Hey, then, right? was in it, it was a wrap for me. I'm keeping real. Oh, man. Not feeling it. Not feeling him as a tough guy. Just not feeling it. <laughs> I can't think about Sweet Lady and Coco commercials and then drive a bad and be stupid. I'm just, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, I got you. I've never, never seen one and never seen one dude. I don't believe in Wizards. I said it was just, I just didn't appeal to me. And Fast and Furious, man, just didn't appeal to me at all. Oh, so no, I'm not. I'm not even gonna ask you. When you originally hit me up and you said let's talk about Fast Furious, I was like, uh, we ain't gonna talk about it for long. <laughs> oh man! The argument's like, let's go see Fast and Furious. Nah, hell no, I'm good. I'm not seeing that. Oh, so I guess you're not a Hobbit fan either. Lord of the Rings, none of that. Oh no, no, no! Hold on, different story. Different oh, story. Oh, okay. All about it. All about it. A big small guy. Uh, the only thing is, like, the original one had the best villain. Yeah. Blue it was on point. They like had jacked up, gassed up goblins and stuff. <laughs> yep. After yep. that, 
after that, it was kind of downhill. And the only other thing was like, bruh, so you could just fly them eagles whenever you call them? Yeah. Somebody need an ass kick. Or just, you could have put the little hobbit on the eagle. He could just blow his ass over to hit over the mountain and drop the ring in. It should have been over. <laughs> You know, everybody, everybody at those things, though. Every damn time. Like, get <laughs> off stuck in a tree. Here comes the eagle. Uh, and the, the eagle came down, picked everybody up, dropped him. I'm like, hold on, man. Hold on. So he had a direct line with some giant eagles and never once thought, hey, Bilbo, instead of walking your ass, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yep. <laughs> we'll just put you on this bird. We'll just fly our ass over there and drop it down. Like, anybody brought that up? Oh. All those. I'll say, but if you know, you think about it though. If that would have happened. That would have been a really short movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, I know. Oh, 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 oh! I definitely want to talk about Star Wars with you. I hope you're a Star Wars fan, man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, what, 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 what was your take on the trailer? What did you think about the trailer? Uh, that lightsaber looks like it, it has so you can't handle mistakes. Yeah. Like whoever designed that. You got lightsabers on the side, so, like, you turn it the wrong way, you lose your own hand. Like, I just... Yeah. I think certain things, you just leave alone. Yeah. And they don't realize that any little thing, lightsaber, like, the crowd's gonna go, oh, shit. They see red, they're gonna go, oh, damn. Yeah. Um, because when they brought the movie back, like, honestly, man, Star Wars came back from really bad, really bad trilogy. Um... I honestly, the first three is money. Like Empire Strikes Back, I can watch that every day, yep. no trip, and always find something new I like about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they came out with Darth Maul, man, and I was like, they did it again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They, they took him away from us and gave us a Frenchman. What? I mean, Count Dooku, I mean, what the hell? Yep. If Darth Maul would have ran the table, and that's what turned him. That would have been one of the greatest trilogies ever because they had the baddest motherfucker on two legs yeah. with a cool lightsaber, looked cool, was a mar- and they had no idea marketing-wise he was going to blow up. Yep, that is so and true. What they, the original Star Wars so cool was the villain was there till the end. That's what, you know, and no one was worried about noticing how horrible Anakin was as an actor mm-hmm. because they like, Darth Maul comes for his ass, so he can be white. Yeah. But he really didn't have a reason to turn his dark side. It was... Like, wait, my girl could be dead, but she's not? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, like, it just, it just didn't make, it, it didn't make, you know, it was just really weak and it's sad, you know, because it was like, I mean, Jar Jar Banks, goddamn. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Even the dude that owned, even the dude that owned Anakin, Anakin just whooped his ass. Like, I just. Yeah, Waddle, yeah. Of, I know. Was it me or didn't Waddle sound like Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong? Like, didn't he have that same voice? Yeah. You know. Yeah, he probably was one of them cats. You yeah. know, the info. Yeah. I just think this next series. I just they bring the old cast back. I just hope that Lucas doesn't. I mean, I just I'm. It's one of those things where they hit gold and then everybody wants to add new shit to it. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah, but the thing is, you know, I, I trust in J.J. Abrams because look how he turned around Star Trek. And, you know, George Lucas sold, you know, basically, you know, um, Star Wars to Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. So, you know, J.J. Abrams was a big fan of George Lucas. So, as you see, like, it's not going to be like the um, prequels 1, and 2, and 3. Like dope, you know, just the only thing with Star Trek is, what's that a goddamn contract? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you know, that for, for, the, for the first one, though, they had to do that because they had to, like, almost, like, you know... We're not ignoring canon. Star Trek still exists, but this is just like an alternate universe. That's why they had um, Leonard Nimoy in that movie. He yeah, basically... they just changed the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it, but I mean, damn. As long as it's next one, they don't go save whales, we're good. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the, the humpback whales. Yeah, I remember that episode. That, that, I mean, that actually would have been funny if they'd have been like, where are the whales at? Oh, they, they've been gone for about 100 years, bro. Huh, well, that's your ass. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to go back in time to get a whale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but you see, I don't know, like hindsight being twenty twenty. When you see that when you're a child, you don't even think nothing of that. But like when you're older and you see it now, you're like, wait a minute, what? You know what I'm saying? Like the the voice of the humpback whale is gonna take this probe out? Like you know, it was it, it, like seeing it now is just like ah. Uh, but it's, it's just it was just, it's just funny though because it's that was literally a bunch of dudes with mullets in the office going, "Yo, bro, what if we do save the whales with Star Trek?" Yeah, and you know what I'm saying, like. But you uh, notice when yeah, yeah. movies are good again, man. Like movies are good, man. Uh, Marvel every time they come up, they hit a damn home run. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to see Ant Man. Um, you know, it's just uh, movies are good, man. It seems like the, the guys that grew up watching movies are making movies. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of input. The especially... only thing I wish is that every time we go someplace where there's supposed to be an advanced culture, why do they have to have an English accent? There's a lot. You got, you know, um, Chris Hemsworth. You know, I think what he's Australian, though, but he has that accent. You got um, Benedict Cumberbatch, who's going to be Dr. Stephen Strange, you know. So, there's a, you know, Mar Marvel's doing their thing, though, because Marvel, you know, Marvel owns their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, the, you know, the only thing they don't well, have. You know, you know, it's funny because I went to Marvel Studios, right? Yeah. And uh, Ben Morris over there, uh, a friend of mine, he was like, it's funny because Marvel was left with, like, four Captain America and Iron Man. And they were like, we don't think you can get these to sell. We don't think these movies can mean anything. They were all characters that, because everything else was bought up, Hulk, uh, Spider-Man, uh, you know, and like, the big name Marvel characters were all owned by Sony or whatever. So what they had left with, they just thought they wouldn't take off, wouldn't hit. And Iron Man blew it out the park. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because Iron Man is nothing but a rich Batman, a richer Batman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You know? you know, but like, it's funny how like it it hit off, and of course, Robert Downey Jr. killed it. I don't think anybody else, if anybody else plays that dude, it ain't happening. I don't think it's, it's happening. It's like calculated risk, and at that time, Robert was kind of like, you know, no one really knew as far as like did he have staying power? Did you count on him? Stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, 
then that Captain America was dated Thor, I personally thought it was, it was going to be goofy as shit. Yeah. And honestly, the sequel to Thor, in my opinion, uh, has been the best sequel so far. Even, I like The Avengers too, but I could have done without Scarlet and Hope Love Affair. I'm like, where? I'm like, look through the comics, but where's that at? Yeah. I'm, you know, so, um, No, but I'm saying, but you know, they had to change it around for that because you know, if you, if you want to get actuality with comics, it was really Hank Pym that made Ultron. But you know, since you know Iron Man, Robert, you know Tony Stark was more involved in the movies. You know, they had like you know, um, you know, basically having Ultron as like almost like a stepson of Tony Stark, basically. You know, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movies, like they follow the comics, but they don't follow them too closely. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't. I like what they did with the Arrow about um the whole um the um the DC slate are you a fan of the DC cinematic universe are you are you from hey, you know what man um uh, the dark knight series was amazing yeah it got better every time um with the exception of that they have so many issues with superman yeah Mm-hmm. He killed God, he saved the day, rolled credit. 
Yeah, I'm saying, but 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 to play devil's advocate, um, you know, in the movie Man of Steel, he just like you know found out that he had his power. So it's like I think he's gonna be more of the Superman that we know in the Batman versus Superman. As now he just found out that he has his powers and he just realized like, oh snap, well, what did I do? I think him killing Zod is gonna cause him to be the Superman that we know. Because at that time, it's like he didn't really know what to do. You know, he just found out. He just got his powers and, you know, he's, you know, dealing with it. And then he has a, you know, the the Kryptonians coming to Earth and then they're destroying things. It's like, you know, you know, he didn't want to kill him. But like, he's just, he, it's like he almost he had no other choice. So, it's, you know, I think they also change it for the times. But I think him doing that, he's going to be the Superman that we all know. You know what I'm saying? I think... I think that it had to happen for him to not kill no more. I think after that's happened in Batman vs. Superman, he's going to be the Superman that we all know. That's 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 what I think is going to happen, though. What do you think about that? My, my thing is, why the hell you got to kill Zod? Yeah. I mean, why? Yeah. Like, it's just, that's, a, it's, that's a, his greatest villain. Yeah. It's people, and he's gone. Yeah. So when you bring Doomsday, I mean, that's the biggest problem with Superman. Yeah. You know, because he's, damn, you can't do nothing to him. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, my thing is, like, I just, I hate the rush stories. You know, Marvel is great. This Thanos build is amazing. Yeah. He's fully been on TV, done these movies for less than 15 seconds, and mm-hmm. everybody's talking about it. Yep, yep. Because they don't know what's going to happen. And that's why Marvel's killing it. They care. People are excited, but they watch the movies and their asses don't move, hoping they're going to get a little glimpse of what's happening next because you don't know. Mm-hmm. DC hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Batman, with Joker hanging him leaving, you just assume, oh, this isn't over. Yeah. And they lose Ledger, which is horrible because that was such a great character. Yeah, yeah. Tried to reproduce it. They went with Bane in a home run. Because that was the last one, they ended it. But I guarantee you, if they were going to go four, they would have went out of there. He still would have been, he still would have won. And they kept bringing the, the damn scarecrow. He was in every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, killing the villain off for that good feeling doesn't work anymore. I know, that's the thing, though. Like yeah, because if you think about it, though, like... Um, even like the Batman with Michael Keaton, like just about every villain, you know, besides, you know, the Penguin got killed off, the Joker got killed off, you know, then like after Joel Schumacher took over and it became like Times Square in New York, Batman, it was just like, it was all over the place. But like Tim, Tim Burton's movies, like he was just, you know, he would, you know, the villains were dying, you know, and Batman was just like really dark. And that was a period where in that time it worked because that's all people wanted. Absolutely right about that.
Because, you know, I, like, I remember even, like, when I watched, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street in the movie theater, everybody was, like, you know, cheering for, like, the, the kids. Like, oh, don't, don't, don't get killed. Don't get killed. And then now we're all waiting for, like, oh, how he's going to kill him this time? He's going to turn him upside down. He's going to take off his head. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're, it, it, we become a society that cheers for the villain now. Yeah, yeah. I know. The thing is, though, with DC, they don't really have, like, you know, Marvel has Kevin Feige, who's basically overseeing everything Marvel Studios has. Like, there's, there's, everything is connected with each other. DC, like, all they have so far is Zack Snyder directing two movies, but there's not, like, a figurehead who's, like, running, like, the way Kevin Feige is running Marvel. There's no figurehead running it. It's the guy from Warner Brothers, um, Kevin Suchihara, but there's nobody who's actually overseeing everything, or nothing is connecting with everybody. Like, I, I don't know. Like, who's really running DC, you know, for, for Warner Brothers? Like, there's, there's not a figurehead, though, unless, you know... Do you, what, what do you think about that? Also, historically, are like, just, let's just spit movies out. We'll get it, we'll get it. You know, they don't... I think Marvel took their time. Mm-hmm. I think they had a big vision when they started. It wasn't like one movie at a time. Yeah. Like, something seems like one movie at a time. Marvel took chances on characters that weren't established anymore. Captain America. Thor. Thor was fucking forgotten. Yeah. DC hasn't done that. They keep refurbishing the same two guys. You know, Batman, Superman, Batman, Superman. Mm. You know, and they tell the same story over and over again. We always see Batman in the beginning. Everything Batman, Batman in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Marvel brought in new stuff. They're like, oh wow, I didn't know Iron Man could draw that. Yeah, I didn't realize Thor was a king, a god. You're like, you know, people are like didn't know there's something new. And then they bring in. Then they connect them with established guys, like the whole, um, you know, like, and it's like, oh, man, like, it's crazy. You know, like, they just do it right, and DC hasn't done that. So DC, the two established guys, the only guys that are being built, Batman and Superman, which we know. Mm-hmm. So when you add this new ramped up Aquaman, no one's going to get shit. Yeah. You know, add Green Lantern, no one's going to care. Yeah. Because they're not, you haven't established them. Exactly. Like, why does Aquaman have long hair? Mm-hmm. I see this. Like, if you had an Aquaman movie and it did well, and people were like, oh, wow, it's cool. Because Aquaman and Thor, in my opinion, are the same job. They really don't work anymore. Yeah. But you got to jazz them up to make it work. Mm-hmm. But just throwing in a Justice League with unestablished guys that no one's seen in 50 years, it's not going to work. There's no investment there. There should have been a Green Lantern series. There should have been an Aquaman series. Like, you know, and then you bring them all together, and it's like it's on. Everything comes together. Or, or build, building the Flash. Mm-hmm. Building them on a TV show is not the same thing as building them in the cinema. Yeah. I know. And, and they- that's, that's the issue with DC. They just don't invest, or Warner Brothers don't invest in stuff that's not proven commodity. Yeah. They're more interested in selling fucking tickets to Batman than they are building an, an empire. You know, they just don't look that way. Where Marvel, who's hotter? Thor, Captain America... Especially that's, yeah, the whole thing with the Sony, the Sony and the Marvel deal. That's how Spider-Man came about, you know. 
And then, like, you know, I think the reason why we got that, though, is because of the Sony email leaks. When I had I had talked about that on a recent show. If it wasn't for those Sony email leaks, probably this one, the, you know, well, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be having Spider-Man and Avengers movie right now. But they was already in the process of, of already talking about it. Like, yo, you know, we're, we're, we're messing up with the Spider-Man franchise, you know. Marvel, Marvel could help us out with this, you know. So, you know, it's it, it's good what they're doing right now, though, you know, especially, you know, because Sony still, you know, they're, I think they're co-owned Spider-Man. So, like, Sony is going to do, like, the distribution of everything with Spider-Man. But Marvel is coming up with their storylines. They're choosing their directors for Spider-Man. So, I'm saying, you know, Spider-Man is getting a lot of play. And think about it. Spider-Man is, is right up there with Superman and Batman. He's, like, the mainstay of Marvel. When you think of Marvel, you think of Spider-Man automatically, you know? You know, but um, before I let you go, um, I want to definitely talk to you about the Suicide Squad. What do you think about Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn? What do you think about that whole cast for Suicide Squad? Uh, well, Will Smith is a game changer. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see how that turns out. But again, with DC, I just don't know. So, and um, I thought looking at the early stuff of the Joker, it's almost too cartoony. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the Cesar Romero from, like, the Adam West um, Batman. That's yeah, but he ain't Cesar Romero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I still watch that Batman now. Oh, yeah, I know. Me too, me too. On, on TV land, they give it. Them dudes were, like, stars. I mean, mega stars. Burt Meredith playing the penguin. I mean, damn. Yep. That woman was, like, the sexiest woman ever. Yeah. You had, you know, was Ju- Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt. Then you had Lee Merriweather and the like the fifty the the um the the Batman movie with Adam West. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was really good. It was really good. Um, Tyrus, there's anything you want to plug out there before I appreciate the conversation about Marvels and comic movies. Um, plug away your stuff. Um, you know, just hit me up on Twitter, man. Um, at Pro Display. And, uh, you know, check out my new, uh, I just launched a new Facebook uh, fan page for Cyrus. I'm on Facebook. I'm all maxed out. So, um, you can check that out. And my Instagram is BrodusRilla101. So, check out my stuff. Hit me up. I'll definitely uh, hit you. I try to hit back as many fans as I can. Uh, before I get off the, the phone with you, um, I know you did um, No One Lives. Um, How was that for working in, in, in your first, like, major motion picture? How was that? That was awesome. That was a great time. I learned a lot. And I can't wait to do another one. Oh, is it, are you have any plans in the future to do another um, theatrical yeah, release? Yeah, I got a couple projects this summer, and uh, you know I'm gonna start hitting them auditions a little harder, and uh, you know hopefully not grab one of these parts. Uh, is it is it like the horror genre? You can't really say or. Um, but one's an action movie, and the other one's a horror movie. Oh, sweet man! It's because I'm thinking. Well, I'm just trying to get my game right when Planet Hulk starts coming out, so I can be a bomb. Oh, <laughs> that would be hot. You know, you heard about the rumors, probably Red Hulk in Civil War. That would be awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Tyrus, man. I appreciate it, man. And I hope everybody was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.